I've been so impressed with these new songs because of the different time signatures, vocals, instrumentation, these wall of sound, parade of hooks, melody underneath all of that are some of my favorite tracks. We're going to start with Stargazer. So we'll listen to a little bit of that. And then Miguel and Matias, if you want to talk about kind of the behind the scenes of this song, that would be great. So let's listen to Stargazer, track number four.
Oh, what a great song. All right, Matthias, go for it. Give us a little background on this song. Yeah, so um, Stargazer lyrically was inspired by my practices with mindfulness meditation, which is the process of simply trying to watch your thoughts without engaging with them. It's, it sounds very simple, but it's, it's very, very difficult. Once you, you practice it a little and, and become better at it, you quickly realize that, that, holy shit, I am here and my thoughts are there. So the, the, there's, kind, there's kind of a realization that thoughts are just thoughts. And you can actually perceive thoughts without, without engaging with them at all. Unbiased. And I wanted to put this in lyrically, like, yeah, that what if you're just something else? <laughs> kind of like asking, ask, asking the question, what if thoughts are just thoughts? Then there's an, an enormous freedom. You, you simply don't have to, to follow thoughts if you don't, have to, if, if, if you don't like to. And, and that's a, a big freedom that there's a big freedom in that right so that that was the inspiration behind the lyrics of that song Miguel, you wanted to share something regarding stargazer yeah in terms of uh, the instrumentation now that most of that stuff is matthias on the sketch we made for this song but i remember he had uh, written like the verse part and showed it to me, and I, I told him, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Try writing a B part or a chorus. And I gave him a little assignment, and to try to have a chord in there where the, the, the root note, the bass note, is not the, the root note of the chord. And he just, yeah, he, he did that, and I don't know if he know exactly what he did, but that, that, that's how we get that in the chorus. There's a, a B minor chord that turns into a B major chord with the, the third in the bass. And that that really br brings up this uh, uplifting vibe that that makes the whole song for me that that part, and the Matthias has an addition. I was just thinking that this was the first song where we sing it in octaves, and I thought that was a really fun thing to do because there's a kind of like it's super airy top on on top of Mikkel's voice, and uh, the, 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 it, this was the first time that we did that, and we figured that it. It, it really works well. And so we, we actually did that in melting as well. <laughs> and so th those are the two songs where we sing in octaves precisely the same thing. Well, you pull it off beautifully. I do really, really love that song. Thank you for giving us further insight into kind of what the song's about. Another song that I gravitated toward unrestrained let's take a little listen to this song
Miguel, your thoughts on this song, Unrestrained? Yeah, what I remember about how this song got started. This, this, the sketch for this song was more of a collab between me and Matthias. He came at me with this riff he had written. He was like, I've, I've written a Sonic Youth-like riff. And he played it for me. And uh, we, we messed around with it a little bit from what he initially came with for it to become what it is now. And then we just sat down in this uh, very bedroom, actually, and uh, developed the rest of the sketch for the song. So that, that's, uh, that's kind of the typical process that Christopher touched on before, where me and Matthias will make out a sketch, and then we bring it in to the rest of the guys for them to really make the music come out. And Magnus, you had talked about earlier that when you play the drums, it's this kind of uh, liberated sense of feeling for you, this unrestrained feeling. You want to share something? Well, yeah, I definitely have that for sure. When I when I play drums, especially when like I was a teenager, that's playing drums was kind of an escape. But also, especially for this, you know, for this song, I was the one. It's the only song where I wrote the lyrics for this song. And I remember it was Matthias kind of asking me if I had any ideas for lyrics. He had written lyrics for at least eight songs of the album, maybe nine. And there's 10 songs of the album. I was kind of joking that, you know, that particular summer, Matthias could fill himself with the nine songs. And then after that, he was empty. And then he didn't know he didn't have anything more to write. And then I was, you know, the drummer was left with writing the lyrics of the song. Luckily, he did have a melody, a vocal melody for the song. So I could kind of like fill in the gaps. And I've kind of wanted to, you know, write lyrics before, but I've never had the chance because I'm a drummer. So this was kind of a perfect opportunity. And in hindsight, luckily, I was going through some shit at the time, which I could put into the into the song. And, you know, the stuff I was going through was about, it was a really bad breakup that happened right before I started my exchange studies in Canada. And the reason I, one of the reasons why I started those exchange studies was was because of that relationship. But then after a while, I started realizing that, hey, here now for a year, and I'm completely unrestrained. I can do whatever I want. I came here for one reason, but now I'm here, and I can make up my own new reason. And maybe in the long run, the new reason that I'm going to find along the way is going to be better than the original reason that I came here. And that's the, you know, the idea behind those lyrics. It's funny in life how shit can turn into great pearls of experience and wisdom. And speaking of pearls, I had read that you were able to get the mastering guru, Simon Scott from Slow Dive. I've spoken to many artists who have used his incredible services. Matthias, what did Simon bring to the final mix that really caught your attention? Well, Simon brought in that extra punchiness, I think, that, that really was needed on the record. He reduced some of the, the, the muddier frequencies and he made it crystal clear. 
which it deserved. And he really did create this modern touch, this hi-fi sound that we were always looking for with this album. So um, he, he did a, a splendid job on, on mastering it. While speaking with Simon last year in an interview, I had learned how detailed-oriented he is, how meticulous, how much he puts thought and care and attention. It sounds like you had that experience with him as well. Am I correct? Oh, yes. He's uh, very (laughs) detail-oriented. How long did it take for him to master the album? A week or two? He was incredibly fast with with this album. I I believe that he he wrote an email one day saying, it's good to have this album on today. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to start mastering it now. And then I I believe it was two days or something. Two days after he was like, I I think I've done it. (laughs) And then we had the the masters and we we were all listening and we're like, this is almost finished. (laughs) We, we we had just a, a few little things for him, and he uh, he um, quickly, again very quickly, edited, and 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 uh, made the changes, and and yeah, within a week we we had a mastered record. So very fast. <laughs> what an amazing experience to have on your resume, working with him. So congratulations. Okay. We're going to get to the closing part of this wonderful conversation that I'm having with Meltway here on Surprise Cast. I can think of numerous albums that had an impact on my life. Bizarro by The Wedding Present, Diesel and Dust, Midnight Oil, Slow Dive, Slovakia, Cocteau Twins. I want to know, and I'm sure the audience wants to know, what two to three albums impacted your life as a musician and why? Christopher, we're going to start with you. This is such a difficult question. You could mention so many albums. And I thought a lot about this. And one album that I, I would definitely mention is Kid A by Radiohead. I, I had the album on CD and used to play it in my car back in the days where I had a car, I don't anymore. But I listened to a lot of CDs in that car and I listened a lot to Kid A. And I listened to it a lot without liking it at all. Like Matthias didn't like my bloody Valentine, but now he loves it. And it's it's the same for me and Kid A. And the reason that album is special is because of that, because I listened to it so many times without liking it. But I knew that so many people were saying that it was one of the best albums of all time. But it's so difficult to listen to, and you have to listen to it a lot to to like it. But I remember the song that opened it up was the song How to Disappear Completely. I remember the exact spot, the exact road where I sat in my car, where like that song opened up that album for me. And I listened so much to it and so much to to Radiohead in general that for the last couple of years, I, I, I couldn't listen to Radiohead because I listened so much to Radiohead that I like, I killed Radiohead for myself. But then I listened to Kid A the other day and it like it sounded fresh again and I think that that's that's a quality and like very, very good albums. That like they they can be fresh again, even though that you you listened too much to it at one point. They can actually like you can open them up again. And uh, that's a special album for me 
in that way. Yeah. Again, you're not the only artist, musician I've spoken to where Radiohead has played an impact on their life as a musician. So thank you for bringing that up and reminding the listener how vital their music is, was to the musical landscape. Magnus, Radiohead fan, what are your albums? I mean, definitely for sure, Radiohead fan. And and Kid A and In Rainbows is a huge, especially those two. But in terms of like two to three, maybe I'm going to say four albums that has made like a huge impact on me. The, the first one was mentioned it before in this interview was Automatic for the People by R.E.M. But it was just because I was like five to six years old and it was the first CD that every time I sat in, into my dad's car, that was the CD I put on. And then as I became a teenager, Queens of the Stone Age became the first band that I like dove into, like really dove into. And I, I, I love songs for the deaf and it has, it's, it's probably going to, you know, be as an album that I go back to forever in my life. And then as I grew up, there is, is a band that's quite different from, from the previous bands. It's a, it's a band called cinematic orchestra from, I think they're from England. They have a band, an album called every time. And it's, I mean, they're, you know, they're called cinematic orchestra and their music is very cinematic. So it's kind of really easy to like fall into the music. And it's just, I guess in a sense, it's a bit similar to shoegaze because you can kind of like just fall into it. It's just like a blanket of, it's not like a wall of sound, but it's, it's like a blanket more, I guess. And then. In terms of like a shoegaze album, I'm going to say is the Izar by Dive. I remember there was a summer that, that it was, that was the album that got me through that summer. And, and it takes me back every time I listen to that album. And I, I always go back to, to that album. Solid, solid choices. So we go from Radiohead, Queens of Stone Age, Cinematic Orchestra, REM, Thomas for you. What are two or three albums? I have two like, very important albums for me. And it's very unknown albums, internationally at least. Like The first one is Virgin Cuts by a Danish band called Sveen. And it's, it's just so massive and so brutal. <laughs> like It's so, yeah. I can't listen to it like every day. It's not like, hmm. It's like, well, yeah. When I need some energy, something, I would say, then it's Virgin Cuts by Sveen. Yeah. Then there is a, this is more like avant-garde jazz. A German guitar player, Ronnie Graube is his name. He made an album named Spoon, and it's just so rhythmically advanced, and I'm so fascinated by it, and I can listen to it over and over and not understand it. And it, yeah, blows my mind every time. Isn't that the joy of music where we think we understand it, but we don't? And we try to put the pieces together and it still continues to mystify us and take us on a journey. Thank you for those choices. Okay, we're going to go over to Meagle. What two so, to three albums impacted you? 
me and Matthias have been fighting about who got to bring this album for the segment, and I won. So I'm going to bring up Loveless by My Bloody Valentine. You know, just because of the sound, it's 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 the the bedrock of shoegaze, and the the melodies and the harmonic language, the rich chords they get out of a simple diatonic harmonic language, is just a joy to get lost in. Yeah, and if I had to mention another one, I'd say the album Apple O by Deerhoof, who's a band that play like avant-garde rock who has this like total playful, curious, humorous approach to playing music, which is very inspiring to listen to. All right. Thank you for sharing. Tears. Yeah, I have two albums. The first one is uh, this one, Burial, Untrue, electronic producer, very immersive soundscaping, ethereal vocals, warm carpets of noise it's it's basically everything i love crinkly vinyl crackles to soothe the back of my head <laughs> just a brilliant record <laughs> and then we've got grouper grouper's alien observer which is like ambient music if ambient and shoegaze music met perhaps this is the perfect equivalent of that and she, he, her voice is just hauntingly beautiful, and it, it, it's so easy to to fall in love with, with just these soundscapes and to to dream to dream a little bit. Can highly recommend it. It sounds like I have a lot of homework to do with regards to hearing some of this music. So thank you all for sharing fabulous, fabulous batch of albums, bands that you've selected. Okay. Final question. I know you're all quite busy. What is next for you in terms of the album, touring, anything else you'd like to share? Go for it. Well, we've we've got some uh, shows coming up in May, kind of a little uh, release tour and a few other concerts during the summer. So, yeah, but for now, we're just keeping track of the release. It's huge uh, joy to follow how the, the album is uh, making its way around the world. We didn't really know what to expect when we put it out, so it's really nice that it's gaining some some traction. Well-deserved traction. It's a beautiful record, and I'm impressed with, again, what I mentioned earlier, sonically and all the layering textures that you brought forth to the overall arrangements. So congratulations. Thank you so much to Christopher, Magnus, Thomas, Meagle, Matthias, better known as Meltway. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm really impressed with what all of you have brought to the table in terms of your experience, who you are as musicians, what has influenced you. And I get a feeling that the success will continue well beyond this conversation so keep it up and congratulations my name is w host of the high art on the edge page this is another episode of surprise cast with meltway take care everyone keep listening to great music it's always right in front of you you just have to keep your ears open for it <laughs>